Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story, they are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. I met Alex almost 20 years ago near Rome in Villa Alba as I was uh, traveling and sharing the gospel. And um, little did I know that he will come to Australia with his wife, with his boys, and we will journey together in various ministries. We'll travel together to Indonesia and uh, go in the jungles and share the gospel and he will share his testimony then be part of church plans and uh, many, many fundraisers where he would bake and make pizzas for us and just encourage uh, everybody to contribute and be part of mission work. It is a true privilege to have in, in the studio here with me tonight, Alex Savenko. Alex, Alex, welcome to Kingdom Stories. Thank you for having me. Well, it's been a while. You know, I, I wanted to interview you for a long time and... Uh, it's, I'm just glad, uh, glad that God has given us this opportunity to finally have you on the show. Okay. Mate, Villa Alba would have been 2002 or 2003. Maybe. Yeah, around that time. And in that time, I didn't speak any word of English. No, no, you <laughs> so were speaking in Italian. <laughs> yeah, so tonight is an adventure again. <laughs> How long did you spend in Italy? Uh, six years. Six, six years, years old. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So born in Romania, yes, uh, in a family of uh, one of the eleven, eleven children. Yeah, I'm second of the eleven. Second of the eleven. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I met your dad. He's a yep. great man, and uh, life as a child quite tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, obviously, good. there wasn't a lot of uh, abundance uh, in those in that period of history. Look, we've been blessed. I can say I never actually. We are like eleven. The family was our grandparents came from the village, and we live in the city. And uh, our grandparents came and lived next to us by another house. So we like imagine us, them, and every time we friends, we have other friends, and we like the house was like a school. Yeah, <laughs> it was like. Uh, Unbelievable. Now my dad lives in that house and he's like, what do I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a time like that. We enjoy. I, as a child, would have been a Oh, it was amazing. We, we did have a lake next to our house. We like swimming. We have our own swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Natural ones. Yeah, so we like, we never been bored. That's right. <laughs> we never have a, that moment like, oh, I'm bored. We never knew about this word. <laughs> no, it wasn't in the vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, it was. Playing, uh, were you allowed to play soccer? Oh yeah, that was uh, one of the yeah, highlights. Well, yeah, well, it was, uh, yeah, you know, mom was like, no, you're not supposed to be there. You're supposed to come and learn, you know, reading stuff. My mom was really orientated on uh, like education. teaching education and stuff. So she was really tough on us when uh, like, it's like now me being tough with my kids <laughs> on, the, on the gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, oh yeah. School life? Well, I good. I um, I left pretty early. I did um, my first eight years of school. I did it in my town, but probably because and the town was 
was Botoshan. Botoshan. Okay. And uh, just just before we go, uh, but your pa- your parents were Christians, so you grew yes. up in a, a uh, Bible believing yeah. Christian yeah. family. Baptist, Pentecostal. Baptist. Baptist. Okay. So you grew up in Sunday school with a lot of activity in yes. church. Okay. So you were familiar with gospel, yes. prayer. So year eight, you finished year eight. Uh, yeah, you would have been what fourteen by then. Yeah, something like that. And uh, we, I decide to, to leave my town and go to do, the high school in different city. At that age, in I in, in Suchawa. Suchawa, okay. It's another, yeah, fifty k from my, city. my town. But yeah. I didn't know. I was getting ready for something, you know, like leaving yeah. the house and. Uh, I don't know now. So you moved to Suchawa? Yeah, I moved to Suchawa and uh, I used, I have an uncle there and he was, um, like I said, when uh, he didn't have kids in his life, uh-huh. in his own, and he loves me and he says like, look, when are you going to do, you're going to come for me and- I'm going to adopt you. I'm going to kind of adopt you because your dad has enough, so. <laughs> yeah, 10, ten we won't feel the yeah, difference. Yeah, we not feel the difference. So yeah, I did the other so you stayed with him? Uh, at the beginning, mm-hmm. at the beginning, but, because he didn't know how he didn't know how to have a child. Have a child. That's right. <laughs> how could you? If you don't. So I was uh, I left him for after three months, and uh, I went to like uh, called a boarding school yeah. at the at the school at the school, and yeah, there when I start my life with the boys, life of a it was a kind of tough time. I can say I tough myself, toughen up myself in that period. Yeah, because became a man. I, I mature, I think, too early. I find some problems, you know. Until then, I never find the thing of like, what is to be hungry? Yeah. And one, one day, actually, I felt the, the hunger. thing, hunger, like, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> and now, no money, that's you know, what are you going to do? But yeah, it was, was a good time. I, yeah, and after finished that school. So you finished year 10 or year 12? Year 12. Year 12? Yeah. And were you going to go to Korea? No, no, I didn't. Uh, my brother, my big brother already left Italy. Mm-hmm. He was already two years in Italy, was working, making money. Oh, what an attraction. Started buying uh, stuff in our country and we're like, hmm. I can right. do that. I can do that. So uh, he was my model <laughs> and I follow in his steps. So yeah, I left Italy. So when you were what, 18? 18. So you went to Italy? Yeah. To Rome? To or Rome, just yeah. outside Rome? To Rome. Uh, yeah. First, yeah, he was living in Rome, yeah. close to Villa Alba, where we, we met. met. <laughs> and what were you doing? Construction work? No, at the beginning, um, I did some panel beating. Mm-hmm. I uh, enjoy because my dad is a mechanic. Oh, so you were around the cars. Yes, yeah, so I love it. And when I went Obviously, there, you spoke no Italian, only English. Zero. Only, only Romanian. Sorry. Exactly. So you were learning. You know, you pick it up. Italian I mean, there's person. not a lot in between yeah. Romania and Italian. You can pick it up, if, and especially my, you know, young, yeah. empty brain. <laughs> a lot to, <laughs> to get it in. So, yeah, it was, it was good. I, uh, I learned pretty quick the Italian. It was like, uh, really, I even start to learn the dialects. <laughs> Were you uh, still strong in your faith? Uh, yes, yes and no. When were you baptized in Romania before you left or in Italy? In Italy. Okay, so you went through a period? Yeah, I went through a period like a bit rebellious, mm-hmm. like uh, try to find, you know, 
like uh, pleasure of this world. Like, let me try this. Yeah. I know I didn't grow up. Don't touch, don't touch. Why don't touch? You know. Yeah. I need to touch the fire to, <laughs> yeah, to get burned. <laughs> to get burned. So, so uh, yeah, I uh, I can say yeah, it was a little bit, not much, because God have a hand on me, and every time I try to do something stupid, something wrong. I, all my friends said, I did this, I did this. In my case, we're not working. <laughs> it was not, not connecting the dots. You were guarded. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's not working? Yeah, it's not so. So when did you surrender? Oh, in a container ship. Oh. In a ship container, I surrendered, to tell you the truth. And God didn't, couldn't stop me until he did that to me. He allowed me to go there, and in that, uh, until that moment, that's when my rebel, rebellion was like over the roof, and I was the king of the world. But he orchestrates something. So you, uh, at what age? I was in, at uh, 20, 21. You, you went into a shipping container to go to where? To the States, to, the, to Canada. 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 The states already from do, from Italy. From Italy, from Pisa. From a, so you locked yourself. You opened the container, or you got somebody to put in a container. Uh, it was that was the time when this was in trend. Yes. Everybody, youngster. That's how you migrated. Yeah. So every via container. Via container. Everybody like uh, some people. You know, they love Italy. They make the life there. Have brothers living there at the moment, and the. Uh, but I mean, I never feel home in Italy. And I okay. said, I need to go. And I start to hear this story. Friends of mine, they've been there. Been there. Oh, oh, he arrived. Oh, he's good. His life starts. Hmm. And okay. And this goes. So you were quite courageous. Oh. Stupidly was... courageous. Definitely. <laughs> oh. Did you even know what it's going to be like being in a container? Yes. Were you uh, trained? The guy who put us in the container, he take you in his warehouse and uh, he locks you in his warehouse just to prove to yourself that you can do it. You can do it. How long for? Uh, we stayed in three guys. He said, like, how many people do you want to go? So we say, okay, three guys. They tell you what tools to bring with you. And you, they, need, they give you the time, three days nonstop, you need to cut this container to get out. So that's. That's how it is, uh, how it was there. And if you succeed, and some people, they, they can't cope with the enclosure or something like that. It's claustrophobia, claustrophobia, lack of oxygen, yeah. It, it is, darkness. It's, yeah. It's, when, you, when you're there, it's not something like, okay, this is real. Like, <laughs> Plus, you need to go to the toilet in the same place. Yes. Number one and number two. You're but what people don't realize, you don't have the whole container to yourself. <laughs> exactly. You probably only have what uh, half a meter or one meter yeah, on top. Yeah, it depends what container they put you on, how heavy it is, and like you said, some some of them they are half full yeah. because it's, the stuff Wait. is heavy machinery. But between tiles. machinery stuff, it tiles. Actually, mine was marble. <laughs> Travel team. Yeah, <laughs> we go with this. Uh, so yeah. after so the first three days, first three days you spend it. You go to Livorno and that. Uh, that's where you train. Yeah, where you train. Uh, you need to pay him a 
quite good amount of money. Yeah. In that time, my money, my brother was buying an apartment with that money. As a deposit. Uh, as a deposit. Not as a deposit, as a full payment for an apartment in Romania. Oh, in Romania. Okay. And for me, he was like, man, you, you have the money. And I said, no, man, I have a dream. Yeah. Forget about the money. <laughs> my dream can happen with this. And yeah, I left. Uh, he, he didn't want to let me go. He's like, he's going to hide my passport or something. And I left him a note on the bed. Said, if you don't see it here, we'll see you up there, brother. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, that was my. Uh, so you, in Livorno, you train, and then in Pisa, you yes, boarded. Yes, in the port. So all three of you, same guys? Three, three of us. Uh, so this guy, he gets you inside the port, like in the. Where the container are they put it on the rail train the containers are going into the port yeah he opens the container for you and uh, he encloses you there yeah. and you give him the money and uh, that's it, that's that's it. it. how long are you expected to be at sea 10 days 12 days 10 days that was the that was the plan but uh, it took us and heat, uh, water, everything, everything, all the supplies. You You've need taken. to be self-sufficient from start to finish with all you have. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. sleeping pills? Uh, yeah, even sleeping pills. If uh, you have, he provides that for you. He's uh, give you. He said in case you can't because you'll be a bit sick, sick or seasick. Seasick plus claustrophobia. Everything. Even though you may not be claustrophobic, eventually it can get yeah. to you. Yeah, it can happen. And plus mind games. Exactly. And then if one loses it, maybe others lose it as well. So were you in a 20-foot or 40-foot container? 20. 20 foot, so yeah. small container. Oh, no, no. 40-foot. Uh, 40-foot. It was 40. Long one. It was a long one. And uh, to what height was it loaded? Half? Yeah, or? it was a little bit more than a half. Which so, was great because you had yeah, room. To yeah, so you have room. He was plenty of room. And uh, yeah, this guy... So you had a mattress as well? Or to no, sleep on? he no. provides some kind of um, coffin, oh. aluminium stuff, with some scuba diving gear, because you need to not touch the container until you pass in the security inside the, the port. So it's an anti-human it body. It's anti-human body. They will, so when the train starts, you jump into this box, you put the oxygen mask, and you just go for six hours. Just like that. Just in that box. And when that stops, the train stops, and you start to feel like movement, can come out and breathe normally and start to even make some holes and start get to oxygen. get the oxygen from outside. So did you have drill machines for drill. holes or manual ones? Manual ones. Because not, not drill. Not drill because from his experience, noise. The it's not about the noise. The battery runs out with Very the humidity good. and stuff, and he says like this, you can't relay on this. It's... So how thick is the metal? Very Four mil, five mil. It's something you, you can't like. For us, if it takes you three days to cut this, it's it's crazy. So you you make holes first, yeah, then you, you enlarge the hole, yeah, and yeah. then zzz, zzz, zzz. And with a little <laughs> cutting what the yeah yeah I know yeah. Just so the blade. The blade, just the blade. And you have plenty of blades. Yeah. But just you have to do it non-stop. The cutting it takes very long. And if you burn the blade, you go to the next into one. the next one. So, so how big the hole would you make? About 40 centimeters? 40 by 40? <laughs> Initially, the idea was to cut just around the doors. Yes. Around the door, where is the handle? Put 
make a hole as a hem and open with a hem, oh, the just, handle. Just for a hand. Yeah, just for a hand. That was the initial thought. Thought. But our container was put to the face of the wall of the container inside the ship. And we couldn't open the front. Oh, there was another container there. there was another, no, there was a half wall, so we can't open the door. Oh, yeah, it would have hit a We hole. make the hole, and when you try to open the door, you couldn't open. So we see it. Okay, so we. Okay, in this Take case, two. we start to, so to you make were the hole. So you ship by the ship. Yes. So, uh, yeah, he takes. He took us probably three days until we end the ship. So everything was good until. I was putting inside the ship, like, and when it puts you in, you wear the, you know, the ear mask because the noise from the containers, <clears throat> it's very horrific. And uh, they take you and they put you in. Once your container goes on, you feel alright. But when containers start to feel like boom, another one, on another one, and on another, top. another four or five. Oh yeah, yeah. That's no problem. But when you feel when well, after we put he filled the uh, inside the ship, it makes like a big cover, and this cover comes and it closes. When that cover closed, from that noise, from that thing, something is happened. Like you, you lose your hearing. You go, silence. In that moment, I felt I was buried alive, <laughs> and then you start to feel like boom, another container because they still build another seven, eight container on top of that. Oh in top of the ship. So in that moment, this is where I start my surrender. To tell you the truth, when I saw, I didn't have the end. We couldn't open. So it, take, it took us to cut a little hole like this on the train. So long. And we, like now, we need to cut a hole for our body size. And we like. But how do you know which way do you go? You go we, left, right, how many to the right, how many to the The left? containers, everyone, they need to be back to back. Yeah. And the, everyone, they need to be visited by this, all the seals and everything. Oh, so there's always, there's never... It's, it's, yeah, in, in the between of two, there are aisles. Okay, so you knew, did you know on which side to cut? Yes, we, if, if, if you cut in the back, you're you going to hit the other container. Yeah. So, but you cut in the front, we couldn't open the door, we so, make a few holes. So you only had to cut one? Yes, we need to cut okay. one, uh, one, big but one, big one. But it was, it was the most scary thing, like, how are we going to make it or not? Like, because it was hard. We were like, all right. So, so yeah, in that moment, I can say um, I vow to God. And in that moment, I, I felt like these guys are a bit scared. They, they were scared. They start to get a little bit of paranoid and stuff like, ah, oh, man. One guy who was us in container, he did this trick once before. <gasps> and he didn't make it. He, he, no, he was with us in the container. He didn't make it. He arrived in the States, and the States sent him back because Canada will still give you the right to stay. But not US. The US, no. US will pay you a ticket to go back. And this was take two for him. Yes, take two. And that's why he was scaring us. We're not going to make it. Guys, that's it. You now pay. Do whatever you like. What? This is impossible. How, how did he do it the first time? He had others more in, yes. stronger than him. He did it with five, with five guys before. Okay. And he said he even had the, to cut just around that. And he, he says it was hard. But he says, like, he not even once in the first day, 
to take his turn. So like, man, come and do something now. We're not going to make it. Man. It's impossible. It's, and he was keep saying, you know, like, man, we're going to make it. And that's it. I said, God, if you take me out of here, I will serve you. For the rest of my life. <laughs> so the rest of my life. I would say, like, God, give me that piece. And I received that piece. And I start cutting, cutting. <laughs> and everything was, and the boat, the ship hit the ocean, and uh, the storm started rocking. Yeah. Started rocking, like a big storm happened. Were you vomiting? No, I didn't have like seasick. I have a little bit of dizziness. What about the boys? Yeah, one, he has the other one, just the same dizziness. But uh, yeah, we managed uh, to survive the storm. It was a, uh, we cut the container. After did water come in? No, we're in the container. Because you were in the belly. Yeah, we're in the belly, so we didn't. But after oxygen, enough oxygen? Enough oxygen, because we managed to cut the the holes, and we start to have air from outside. Okay. But the air is not something. Imagine you sitting there, the container is quite still. The air you just need to train your lungs to to breathe. Easily, because if you you kind of suffocate yourself. Yeah, you so, hyperventilate. Yeah, you need to really keep your low yeah. low action. So I've I've stayed at high altitude, so it's very similar mm. uh, when I climb the Himalayas. Yeah. It's something like that. So it was yeah, it was quite challenging. So we managed to come out out of the container. Hang on. So how long did it take? Uh, the whole journey. The whole journey, twenty one days. So it took longer than normal. Double. Wow. Why is that? It stopped in because the of airport. the storm. Or because of the storm. This uh, the ship stopped in the middle of the ocean and it didn't move for days. For days. Four five in days. In the Atlantic, somewhere. Uh, for, somewhere in the uh, because it was a storm. One night was a storm. Second so night was a left storm. Pisa and then he went into the Mediterranean. Yes. From Gibraltar. Yes. To the Atlantic Ocean. It's very in the Mediterranean. Very agitated. I'm telling you, he was such. Very, the boat was rocking. I think more than when we arrived in the ocean. But as we fell, we were like I'm in the ocean. Uh, one night the storm was too much. Was we, we like stay in the belly? We come out with some leathers. Then hang out. on. So on what day did you come out? Four days, five days, ninth day. On the ninth day, you the ninth day. Yeah. So it took nine days to cut a whole forty by forty yes. centimeters. No, no, six days. Six days. Six days. And what did you did you cut it at a low height or at a high? low low high low height? So we we saw we make some holes. We see what's happening behind. Yeah. The door was blocking. Okay, we have like a half wall, and we could squeeze through here. So that's how we we manage to cut it. So yeah. So you've cut the metal, and so you came out. Yeah. But there's crew on on the ship, right? And they come to inspect. Sure. But. It's, it's massive. It's huge. Yeah, it's like it's a, a, I, these guys. They say, "Look, you." That's it's like a cruise boat. Yeah, very. So, so would you go back into the ship to sleep at night in mm, your container? Or where no, we down there. Yeah, you know, the smell started to be it was really out, so, yeah, no good. So we cut it and we went out on top of the like get out of the ship, and in that was one experience which we really wow. He, we like. The ship was just feeling like silence and storm, silence and storm. But something like minute or two, just 
you couldn't hear anything, and one of a sudden, just water everywhere. When we came out and we stay like on the on the thing, on we the just deck. on the deck. We arrive like the sala. We have that thing, and okay, we so silent because the containers when they move, the crunching on them, they make some noise like he needs help. I don't know how how he's there, but oh, so you stay all the time with the yeah, you cannot. Oh. It's the sound of it, the uh, metal on metal, and because oh. they anchor and, and the ship when it does the movement, yeah. you think that's it. This is falling apart. Yeah, it's falling apart. So we are, we arrive there and kind of like, okay, be silent. So we took the thing. We're like, what's happened? We look left and we see like a wall. We see right. We see like a wall. It's like, man, what's happened? But the boat was really rocky. And if you see this huge thing doing that, it's like, what's up? And all of a sudden, like a wave came on us. Wait you. We, I just remember, I just put my, I jump on the floor, I put my hands into a grave, and the water was coming on top of me like this. You could have like, been washed. Yeah. So, but all this, the water just comes. Yeah. So goes. this boat goes between the waves. Yeah. And when it arrives in the waves, it's silent. When you go on top of the waves, <laughs> and after the water comes back, it's like washing machine. And the water just goes everywhere. And just after one minute, two minutes, we like wet and we look what's happened. <laughs> yeah, so we understand what's happened. And the guy was telling us, okay, after that you can go you climb seven, eight containers, you go on top, yeah, and you find the cars for export. You go you inside, they're open and you can sleep more comfortable there. Or the cars sit on top. The cars sit on top, yeah. It's full of trackers, depends yeah. what kind of machinery like. So we find the cars were there, we just get fine. Oh, you found one? Yeah, plenty. Lost. It's full. It's like lying there. So new cars. New cars. Brand new cars. We took the plastic off and have fun. Slept. <laughs> Slept. So, uh, yeah, that each, was. Each one in his own car this time. Yes, actually, yeah, because it was one snoring. <laughs> yeah. Imagine to have somebody in the container in close with it and to snore like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Um, so I was you not... took all your food with you up there on. on the... Yes, what was left. Not much left because, because you, you budgeted 10 days. for 10 days and now you're staying 21. So the crew didn't know you were on board. No, we go there and we tuned what, what would have happened if they had found you? Many things. I have friends, they left Italy, they never arrived in Canada, States, or anywhere. They, so don't, they did not even arrive home. So, till this day, my best friend, I don't know what happened. So he had to die in the in the container. Had to die in the container, or, or the crew threw him through the overboard. Yeah. What did the crew get fined? Or yes, that's pay? his problem because the crew prefer to don't take you there. Yeah. Because he get fined, he he needs to pay all these containers. What you destroy, the sealed and everything. Paperwork. Paperwork. Customs they delays. need to pay your tickets to go back, and actually they suggested to take you around with them and bring you back. Three months later. Three months later. So <laughs> it's cheaper. Yeah. So to feed you. And another, when we arrived there in the states, the guy who tell us, interview us, and he show us some pictures. Said, "Man, you don't know what we find in this container." And he yeah. show us some pictures. People frozen because the container was in the freezer. Fridge. And he was crazy. He was like or overheating. Yeah. Or some people like scraping the thing and death. Like I was like, man, you. We like oh, but they didn't didn't allow us to, to stay in the states. They so where did you land? Did you land in Canada? Yeah, you know we landed in Charleston, in the channel in a, in the states. We went in the states, but the ship 
our container was going to Canada. But because I think of the storm or something, he Did stopped you? here just because he wants to, I think, get more fuel, fuel or something. Supplies. I don't know. And we think, we are, when we came out, we were thinking we're in Canada. And we come out of the ship like, that's it, we made it. So how did you come out? We, I think so when the, the ship was docked. Uh, the, uh, the dock there, and we, we really came out just like walking out. Walking out. Down the stairs. Down the stairs between people. With, with your backpack. No, probably we didn't put that backpack. No, no, we just, just paperwork. Just uh, probably. So they thought you were crew? Yes. You too? No, they, they actually was early morning. Yeah. We come out of the ship like uh, try to sneak. Yeah. So we managed to nobody to see us. So we came out of the ship, but we didn't know when you walk into this uh, you have a uh, people walking and cars, and we didn't know. We just thought, okay, we say a fence, and oh my god, and we jump out, and we left the trail through some containers, and in that time we we open an alarm. Um. And in five seconds, police around us like stop because we're on the border. We're like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they took us in, interviewed you, interview. Okay, give us. Some... Did they interrogate you exactly? Yeah, Who yeah. was the person yeah. who got you in? Everything. But Obviously, you didn't tell them. No, but it's they know. They know it is. They want to stop it, but it was the problem. Is not their problem. Is the ship problem? So the. Everything is on them. Yeah. So they have it with them. Why yeah. you bring these people? Why this? Yeah. And then start pay for them. Start with this. That's why they will prefer you to throw in water or yeah. I don't know, lose you or something. During the so how long were you arrested? Did they put you in? Uh, so they locked you up. Yeah, they keep us for two three days. They find us where we are coming from and uh, Ono actually came and uh, they said no, we can't give you the state because. The ship is gonna pay you to be deported, and it will be deported to, to your country and straight so, away. So after four or five days, they sent you to Romania, not to Italy. To Romania, yeah. And did they notify the authorities in Romania? They, what happened? They, when they discharge you, they left to say you've been part of the ship, crew ship, and this you just try to escape. There's nothing. It's not charge on you like. Yeah. You did something or you break So when you landed in Romania, they never asked you anything? Oh, Romania was the worst. <laughs> uh, we like... So you landed in Bucharest and they arrested you? Yes, we landed, yeah. All, all three of you? All three of us. So you couldn't get off in Europe? With we, went in a, yeah, we went in Europe. We went and we flew through Switzerland. But you weren't allowed? Zurich, but, not the, but we were like... Where the first people come um, from the plane, like the police come and take you, like you. Oh, you, you were under arrest. Yeah, on the, with the cuffs. It's not like, uh, and oh, you go and you sit there in a room. Like on the plane, you didn't have the cuffs. No, on the plane you come first. The, when the when you no, this the, the last one. You know, sorry, come last, and when the plane goes, you go first down. Yeah, and come, they take you, and they take you there, keep you there. Everything was fine. It was like so pleasant until we hit the autopay. <laughs> what happened there? Ah, what is your money? You come from the States. Show us the money. Show us the thing. What's happened? Like, really. And we like, 
for me uh, in that time uh, army was uh, compulsory yeah and they need to send me into the army okay because uh, if you don't follow the education yeah you have to do the army. Have to, so for me i was really in like two three years they were like i was <laughs> and they like but yeah on the did they keep you in how long did they keep you in or no a couple of hours couple of hours and they they just let us go we uh let's say we bribed them yeah with few money which we left in the pocket and uh yeah they said look you don't go home we send you somebody home at your place you you'll tomorrow you'll be arrested then you'll take you straight to the army and you yeah. need to serve the, the country and uh, yeah so you didn't go home no i didn't go yeah. i didn't go home i went to some friends and try to because imagine uh, my mom have a, felt something where is alex ask my brother well, well here and there no i want to talk to him 21 days didn't hear nothing yeah where is my son he tried to like not panic yeah. but my mom felt something she felt something not good with me mm -hmm. and yeah imagine now so you called her yeah i break the news i she was i knew she was she was at the shop somewhere and i went and i just hello mom she looked at me <laughs> what's happened and on the end she find out that's the thing after 10 15 days she find out that you I, were i left for, for the states so yeah that was uh so you ran away back to italy yes within days no 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 in days i i like adventure but i have a moment probably i arrived in november and i left in may and in this time i met my wife mm. and uh, i married her nice. <laughs> had you been baptized yes in, yes in italy in italy yeah. okay so uh, yeah after i stayed six months running like a fugitive the army the police was after me like he was even threatening my dad well, where he is because we know he's, yeah we know he's here because oh, you didn't want to get go to the army yeah we know he's home where it is you you should dob him in because we and he was he was a time like uh but was all right we i managed to escape and quite he was quite uh, i fun. fun <laughs> playing tom and jerry <laughs> yeah. you, if you can so you got married and then you took on no you. i didn't get married i just get engaged in romania uh -huh. i um went to my mother-in-law and i said i want a daughter I go, who are you where are you coming from why do i didn't see you now and now you're my daughter <laughs> just let's Talk. Let's see what's happening because uh, it can't come from nowhere. And uh, I want to marry my wife. I don't know. So uh, now I just engage and I, um, as a Romanian, I left Romania illegally because uh, I couldn't pass the border legally. Yeah. So I need to. So you went back to Italy. I went to Hungary to, or to yeah. Serbia? To Serbia. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. And uh, that was a, another adventure. Another adventure which I really start to enjoy, like uh, the thrill, the thrill and uh, 
he was he was fine i don't know he i was living on the edge i i was a really adrenaline seeker mm -hmm. i was jumping from some cliffs like 10 15 meter cliff just in the water and the one which was the last one was 25 meter high in latina somewhere in italy wow. with my wife i was married my wife was pregnant and i did it in the front of her over a dam or, or, or a bridge? Or a cliff. Cliff okay. was going to water and then I realized, wow, I've been like done. Because I she jumped didn't in panic. She was like, she was not, she didn't believe I would do it. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't even give it a second thought because if you do it, you're not going to do it. Or you jump or you don't. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for me, I, like, I jump from the cliff, you jump in your legs, shoes on. And uh, usually you jump in air and uh, you don't open the air, eye. You just, you know, yeah. a few seconds. Because, yeah, it's a free fall yeah. for a while. You like, you think, okay, I'm going to hit the water. But, but you don't. It, it takes time. It takes time. So it's, it's like eternity. And when it happened. I've, I've jumped off a dam. Okay. And I didn't know how big it was. And I think it was about 30 meters. And I think I had to breathe, breathe, uh, breathe about three or four times. I'm going, <gasps> nothing. That's how it was. That's and all my whole concentration was to keep my balance so I don't yes, fall, fall on the side. side. Yep. And when I went under the water, I went so deep that the sun disappeared. And I thought, man, how long will it take me to come out? I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm not coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of a sudden, I see the light, the sun, and then just increasing, increasing. I think it took me like 40 seconds or something to come out. Probably was less, but it seemed forever. forever. From, when I realized what I'd done, I thought, man, never in my life. Yep. And I remember seeing my shadow on the wall as I'm coming down on this dam, because there okay. was a dam in Victoria. Yeah, 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 okay. Others uh, were jumping, and I... Yeah, probably that was the thing. Other was jumping, and uh, but for me it was like I opened the eyes and I look, and I was like, I didn't jump. I was like, still have so much to go, and that's when I panic. I believe when I hit the the water with my feet, like to keep the balance, my shoes were broken. I don't know what the impact was so hard. Yeah, you even need to throw some rocks to water to don't be flat. Yeah. and it, but I don't know. I broke my shoes and I said, wow. I said. Nah, never again. I came out, like you said, you go so deep, and I tried to don't look scared, but my wife was looking at me, are you okay? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Uh, she probably didn't realize what it was, how dangerous that was. Yeah, she was, but she, I was like... So I, the wedding was in Italy? Yes, yeah, so... She could come legally because she had... Uh, a, a no, in that time... Uh, there you need to come by a visa what? because it was still uh, not in Romania, Schengen. was not in Europe, Schengen. Yeah. yeah. So after a while, yes, she probably didn't buy a visa for her and she came to Italy. And yeah, after six, seven months, we get married in Italy. Nice. And, and then, did you have a. Uh, uh, your son there or here? Yes, the first first son is born in Italy. Okay, Lucas. So Lucas is uh, born in Italy. So and what made you want to come to Australia? 
not I Canada. I think uh, God has his, his own sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was not my wheel. For me, Australia was... I never heard about it. Like, I heard about it, yeah. but never, never been on my radar. Like, and even Perth. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to come to Perth? <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it was just how did you how did you come like did you apply for a visa or did you yeah. apply for as a tourist or as a tourist okay i came uh, in 2004 by yourself no by myself with my wife and my firstborn with romanian passports or romanian passports? passport and but we took the visa from italy from rome okay from a australian embassy in rome as tourists as tourists okay but Imagine, I was young, 24 years old, and uh, I don't know, I, we, it, it was a miracle, like, because we took it as a family, and even for me, I said, wow, if we're right there, we never come back. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's what we did on the end. <laughs> we so you landed in Perth? Yeah, we landed in Perth. Met us and a lot of other Romanians? Yes, I, uh, I landed in Perth because I have a cousin. Okay. My first cousin, which married this man from Australia, so he, she was like, when she was getting married in Romania, I was at their wedding, and she said, you're the first person I'm going uh, bring to Australia. bring to Australia. I was just laughing. She was prophesying. 100%. <laughs> and uh, believe it or not, uh, I was the first one. Even the mom and dad didn't come before me. <laughs> I was like. And yeah, after I came here, I love the, the country. Mm -hmm. I really, and I have, you know, I acquired some skill because I started as a panel builder, mm -hmm. but after I saw how construction is good, they're like, it was double, triple paid. And I said, nah, I'm not gonna. So you learn tiling. Yeah, so I started learning tiling and other trades like Italy. And I concentrate on tiling and I said, all right. And when I came to Australia, in 2004 was a boom. It was like I went and I applied for serious okay, but I didn't have the language, I didn't have the thing, but what you could earn in those days, it's yes. not like today. Yeah. Now it's different, but then the days I remember people were just like, fuck, when, when you can book, I want to book you, I want to do my job because it was shortage yeah. and the building was exploding and that's how I said, okay, this is a good country and we, we stay. Yeah. <laughs> we start to enjoy life in Australia. Wonderful. In Perth. And then you went down to Dunsborough or Bustleton. Yes. And what happened there? Many times. Yeah, many times. I love that place. Yeah. It's paradise. <laughs> paradise. It, but that water is so still and everything is like heaven. So, yeah. What's happened there? Um, being, again, energetic playing with boats when i came here i kite surfing i i when i city of wind it's perfect yeah. and for me i did a bit in italy but when i came here you can do kite surfing like quite a six months you can do it perfectly safely yeah i could not believe so i was just like every day at the ocean enjoying this and doing that working and yeah so Start with the boats and in 2011, yeah, 
took a family trip, me, my wife, and two boys took a boat. I took a pizza oven on the wheels, the little pizza oven. Yes. Do you remember here yes. the first one? So we went there, and a few other families. We went in a, one of these Christian camps. Yes. And uh, we all. A dinghy. A dinghy boat? A dinghy boat. A big dinghy with a big engine on. Yes. Because uh, I want to tow something behind. So we like, all right, let's do this. So we went there. And we set up the tents, everything, the pizza oven. Ah, the ocean was really rough. Like, it was quite rough. It was no good. Kids, they like to do some tubing with them. Yeah. But I said, nah, man, it's not, I'm not going to do it. We'll do it tomorrow. Definitely will be flat. Just leave it. And then yeah, we go around, around there. And it was still day big, like, you know, summer it was on 3 of January. And everybody there, oh, let's go. Let's put just a little with the garden. Okay. I put the boat in the water and I took one, two, three kids. We play a little bit. And one of the kids, really tough cookie, was like, no, you can't take me off of this. Let's go hard. Go hard. And, uh, of the tubes. Of the tubes. So go, put him in circle, do like a big turns, and when he goes, like, yeah, yeah. You find a little way you can flip yeah, him flip over. Him over. <laughs> But I couldn't flip this, this guy off. He was so tough, I'm telling you. And yeah, I went and um, after a few laps in this full speed. So I, we, we, the, the dinghy was driven like this or with a steering wheel? The boat? With the, with the, with the steering wheel. Okay. With the steering wheel. And uh, yeah. I was going really like trying to get in this guy and I hit a sandbar, something like a little wood I didn't see it. So my boat is just went in the sky. It like just went there. And yeah. I fall from there into the water. Into the engine, into the propeller. And uh, I have here a few scars on my hand and yeah, the propeller tried I tried to Push to protect Cover. myself and that, so he cut my hand like in a few pieces, like, and uh, he hit hit my uh, my scalp, and it just went through like like a really open knife. So were you by yourself driving the boat? Uh, yes, and I was the kid behind in the this gym. guy. It's a John John Talpa, the John's, the little John. He was yeah. thirteen back in the days. Thirteen, yeah, and he was on the tube. And he didn't get scared. He just like, imagine I fall there, I was full like in blood and this, and uh, he was like, all right. He, I don't remember. Obviously, For me, you, you fell unconscious. I fell unconscious. Everything is why they told me, yeah. everybody. It's just like, he told me, man, I saw you up there, and one of a sudden it just went down. He sunk. Just sunk. So he just jumped from the tube, he come. He said, I swim under to take you out and I hold you there until somebody else without the boat because... And the boat is still spinning? The boat was still spinning. My fault. I, uh, I took the safety. Yeah. Safety yeah. thing and to be more of thing, I just hook it there instead to hook it to me. And, and that's, that was my big mistake. So now safety first, since there. Safety first it is, but uh, yeah, 
they took me out they bring me on the show then i the, then i remember me with a, like a towel on top of my head and full of blood and they say what's happened they asking everybody why i'm here what, what what's happened and everybody tried to calm me down you're all right you're right just so fine we'll, we'll be fine and nothing we just they bring me to the shore they lay me down and uh, yeah, the ambulance came so they, had to, they couldn't come to the beach but uh, they come the paramedics and they took me on and uh there when uh, something happened to me in that moment as the paramedics took me from the on the sleigh take me off i saw for the first time i look at myself me being with the paramedics and i was watching myself so you were outside the body i was outside the body i was looking at me and i couldn't believe at the first second i said wow what's happened i want to go back and i i was like a bit not why why what this happened i didn't realize what's happened yeah but uh how I, i left body and i went up i went up and i saw like big view i birds i view like everything was under me there and i hit a light light something like a warm light a yeah. light who gives you joy and peace mm. i'm telling you i was like i arrived you're floating i was i don't know i was like heaven that's it thanks yeah. and i heard a voice i had i had a an out of body experience so i i i've reached that point as well. i have i had the voice it's not your time yet wow and in that moment like a rock yeah you fall fall <laughs> and i arrive in the ambulance and this guy we lost you we have you again we lost you we have you again stay with us stay with us and he was like okay what's happened no i want to go back to change i wanted that joy yeah. and i i he was something like no man uh, oh, yeah. i want to go no it's, it's not man anyway that's happened between the each of the basilton to the hospital basilton so they said i was unconscious on my paper 38 minutes i was unconscious totally gone yeah so uh, but the, when i arrived at the hospital my wife came there other car there and now he's not going to make it we're going to try flying to perth so he's going to fly with the doctors but uh it's too bad he says like he hit the thing and uh, i was start to like because the propeller hit my skull and it touched a main artery and my left side was paralyzed and i couldn't feel anything i my face jaw drop i start to look a bit scary it's not about the blood it was all covered but it's nice if you make it it's a milk mm. so uh yeah they flew me that night home with the chopper or uh, helicopter i think oh no with the plane they took me with the plane and they stopped even on the way to bamburi i think and they took another patient was next to me i don't know why it was one and two but two in one so we yeah we arrived to perth and uh, yeah it was on 3rd of january it was crazy and the the doctors called my wife says like uh, royal perth royal perth yeah he says look uh, we we don't have doctors he can't be operated uh, i don't know what we're going to do uh, probably we just 
stitching back uh, and just give it to him like this home. My wife said, no, I was on the phone. She was coming home. Yeah. I said, no, you do your part and that is going to be his. And uh, yeah, after a while, these guys find the doctor in Sydney. They flew him over. The thing is, what's happened, they didn't want to operate because they said, uh, my chances to survive are pretty low. And he's like, no many doctors want to put their hands because they said, not on their record, he dies. And that's what yeah. we've been there. And he says, like, we stitch you, it's all right. But to go and start to take, they took everything out, yeah. put it all together. Yeah. And they screw it with titanium plates. So in here, I'm full titanium now. And after they put everything back and clean and make sure they, they put my wife to, when he arrived before the operation, to sign a paper for the incineration and everything because it's all, I'm, it's going to be like, I will be dead or I'll be like a vegetable or something. But it was no chance for me to come good, good again. So my wife, very strong woman, she said, look, please, do you, whatever needs to be done. This guy will survive. He'll survive. He's My wife, yeah. He's been to, yeah. he's survived the containers, he survived the police, he survived yeah. the she, army chase. He's a fighter. He, 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 I was, she was like, but my wife was a fighter. She was like, my wife, she's a very soft lady when she comes emotionally and stuff. But in that moment, she God was. gave her a strength for the kids because I have, that time I have one was seven, the big, and one, yeah, and one was one. Yeah. So I have two boys and uh, the boys are scared like to look at me even like because my face was there I was even shaved because they do the thing and the hand and and the swelling yeah and I was swelling. even my hands were black because of the all the blood and start infusion and stuff so I was looking quite they scared they didn't want to come next to me and my wife's like no I need to be strong for these kids and uh, yeah we have a pastor which he pray for us and empower. We have Pastor Chinyama Kangombe in the time. Yeah, he was such a strong man. Like my wife called him and yeah. he tell, look, look what's happened with Alex. And the pastor empowered to him and said, look, I'll come to the hospital. Sorry? Did he come to the hospital? Yes, but he, he empowered her in a way like he said, like, don't allow the devil give you different scenario. Just believe he's gonna make it. Make it. Don't allow any doubt in your mind. And she was full on like everybody like coming. It's like, man, if I look at me, I was after they operate me, I was paralyzed. I become left side paralyzed. And my face was like, and that was like, all right. And uh, yeah, she was really, really not, not allow any doctor. The doctor said like, man, no, it's no good. It's not gonna, it's, it's no. He's gonna make it. Yeah. God did a miracle. Like after I don't know, probably two, three days I start to feel pin and needles. Mm -hmm. But tell you the truth, the worst I when I I have the joy from above and I laugh, I say jokes yeah. to people and people look at me like, What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> you look at him and uh, even the girl like was working there, was looking at him, man. You've lost it or you found it? What's happened? <laughs> yeah. I said, you don't know. What I, it's like, this is good. And, but I get a bit worried about when I said to my hand to move and it didn't move. 
Yeah. And when I took it and it was dropping, I was like, uh -oh. oh. But the same, the pastor was saying, don't believe that. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. And after a few days, when I started to be like pinching needles, very painful, like extrusion pain. I was screaming like, I don't know. Like, doctors, please do something. I can't live with this pain. And they said, no, this is good. It's healthy. It's coming back. Yeah. Many people after 10 years, if they feel a little tingles, you like this, oh, you don't know you, how lucky you are. Yeah. And my wife said, no, lucky when you play lotto or casino. This is blessing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, it, took, it took me a while, six months. Yeah. Six months rehabilitation, been quadriplegic uh, in Osborne Park, Shenton. And yeah. when you see just people fall for a ladder, for a chair, yeah. paralyzed for life. And I was with a brain injury, like then I was with one hand pushing the wheel. <laughs> wheel and, uh, because this one took a while, took a while, and my leg didn't want to walk. My leg, I need to teach him back walk. Because he was not doing movements, he was he was doing, but it, uh, it was uncontrolled. Uncontrolled. It was taking very long until I I managed to yeah to bring full back function. full function. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What year was this? 2011. And in the same year, yeah, because I said God has His sense of humor. Uh, I met a friend here from America, from mm -hmm. the States, and uh, he, I went to a wedding, we've been to that wedding in Albany, George, George Apostle and something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sarah, Sarah, yeah. Um, Sephora. Sephora, and uh, I, uh, I was preaching at the wedding, I think. I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and he was... Um, Alex Turcano from the States. Yeah. And he saw me saying some jokes at the table, entertaining people and stuff. And he was like, you coming to my wedding? <laughs> I said, who are you? First time I met him. Oh, is this? Okay. He said, where are you? America. Oh, okay. After two years. You were at his wedding. I was at his wedding in America, in yeah. North Carolina, yeah. next to Charleston. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and why God has his sense of humor? I flew to the States with the Romanian passport, yes. American visa for 10 years. Yeah. So I have from 2011 to 2021, I have an American visa yeah. in my passport. The Romanian passport. Romanian passport. First time I traveled in the container. Yeah. But this time I went to the Sydney airport and from Sydney to LA, somebody said, you can try. It's a, it's a thing. You can try and ask. When you check in, upgrade. And guess what? Did you go by yourself? By myself. Yeah. And you I, were upgraded. I just asked him, look, can the, I have a dream in one day I would like I will fly to business class. I don't know if this is the day. He said the lady said, Do you want to know how much it costs? I said, yeah. They told me the thing. Oh, thank you very much. When you give me the tickets, I took the pet from Sydney, the Sydney business class. Wow. <laughs> and I flew business class from Sydney to oh, LA. Wow, 14 hours. So, so God is like, you know what? Why don't I wait another 10 years? Yeah, yeah. And I will play. 
That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. It's and then you've also been to Indonesia with us on missions. Yeah. A few times. In I've the jungles. Twice, I think. Yeah. I've been to, first in 2009. And then you took the boys. And after I took both boys. Yeah. One was four. And then one was 11. He was our youngest missionary. Youngest missionary. Everybody was looking at In the at jungles. <laughs> you remember he was white train. skin and yeah. blonde. Yeah. And everybody were like. They all wanted photos. With yeah. Him. What is this? Took picture with him, like, because they never saw our mascot. Yeah, it was like huh, the highlight of the trip. And you testified in front of hundreds of people there as well. Yep. What God had done in your life. Yep. Where are you now, Alex? In terms of? In your faith, in your walk, in your family life. Now, uh, I think I settle a little bit for having a a life which balance life, mm -hmm. not see the adrenaline, but how I use them. Yeah, I I like some adrenaline here and there, but I realize uh, my family is still important, and I need to even take care of them. Tame yourself a little. Tame bit. myself. And Are uh, your kids any anything like you? Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> The big one is like me, he's like trying to experience everything on his own. Yeah. He's almost 19. Drives a fast car. And he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's just, uh, but he's, I'm telling you, he's good. He's better than what you were. <laughs> <laughs> Compared with like, uh, I said, okay, he's good. So, uh, yep. What about next? What's next for Alex? And Carmen. I ask that myself every time. What is next? What would you like to be remembered for? By your kids, grandkids? What's the legacy? He was okay enough. Uh, you know, with the, what to call it? I have some values and I try to give it to them in the way I receive them. Yeah. I respect them and if I can impart that into them and give that legacy like in the way man, I did my job. I did yeah. my job well. Yeah. And uh I think yeah that's that's a big big step. But uh I'm still young and I just yeah. I don't know if uh, I open the box with the dreams probably it's gonna ask some adrenaline. Mm. <laughs> there are still many other dreams which I want to fulfill, but it's uh, I'm good. At the moment, I can say I'm happy with my life, and uh, I'm blessed to be in this country. Yeah, to have a wife like mine and two kids. At the moment, I can say I living. I'm living the dream. Yeah. I am, you can't do this in Europe, no, anybody else. I think Australia at the moment is the best. That's, for me, it's, it's good. I, I can enjoy my time. I can enjoy everything I like in, in this country at the moment. It's, and yeah, I try to be a blessing for everybody 
comes into my way. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Beautiful. Look, I, I thank you so much for just sharing your, your story and what a journey you've had. And uh, just to be triumphant in all of this is just a blessing. When you hear the ambulance, does it do anything to you? <laughs> no, really, no, no. At the beginning, yeah. Well, we, our studio is obviously on a very major road and uh, this area is a very interesting area. And there's a lot of activities here by police and ambulance, so you can always hear them coming by. But it's good that it has no resemblance to you. No, wonderful. It's... Wonderful. Yeah, the doctor says I'm really blessed because I don't remember anything from it. Yeah. Because this this could have been a trauma. Could be a trauma. Like it says, this is perfect because I, I would like to remember. I remember a few scenes, but, but nothing, it. nothing, and it didn't affect me emotionally or something. I was pretty stable, and only thing when uh, I came, probably I don't know how long, I took my boat into the water, yeah. and that was a bit, a bit of it, you know. But I, it was just I need to go over it. I knew even when I tried to drive it, I was feeling something like something yeah. was remembering me, something in my mind, but I passed really and after now I'm still still fishing, deep sea fishing and stuff. And still tiling, still baking, still all, all the skills are there. Oh, all. No, sometimes I'm I can say probably it came more faster after, after <laughs> that. Like more <laughs> a new way of life. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Alex. I um, I can't fully understand everything that you've gone through, but you are where you are today, and uh, I just think that God, you know, He's allowed you to go through that because He's got something much more for you and for your boys as well. And uh, I'm watching this face with excitement. Me too. Yeah. Next chapter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well. What a story, eh? You didn't expect this at the beginning of this uh, uh, podcast, did you? Um, container, a shipping container traveling to US for 21 days, not exciting. And then having a massive uh, boat accident where your head is split in half and uh, learning to walk again, to talk and to do life again and to make it like uh, Alex did this far. Praise God for that. God is an amazing God. And uh, even though we go through massive challenges in life, and I'm sure some of you who are listening or watching this have had your own uh, part and uh, your own challenges as well, God somehow gets us through it all. And today, Alex can smile and laugh about it and embrace the future and the next chapter because he knows Who's writing the book and that is God just never forget that God is above everyone else he's in control and even though we go through difficult periods in life he never left us alone so just have that trust and that faith and you will overcome anything that life throws at you if you love this content please share it with others uh, rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts preferably five stars if you could and uh, yeah, we're on YouTube, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Amazon, Spotify, 
just about every and every channel you can listen uh, to good content. Uh, we thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next week at Kingdom Stories from Belananda. I am Nathaniel Bastia. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.